Knock, knock. Who's there? It's John and Dave. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's John Answer and the Dave. door. Knock, knock. Who is there? It's John Why are they and ringing Dave the doorbell? We've John got a doorbell Dave. for a reason. <laughs> John, you have two choices. Okay. The first is you eat better every day, but it's really difficult. Go on. That's choice one. Two, the second is you eat better every day, but it's really easy. <laughs> Man, that's tough. This is already taking too long. That you is tough. Okay. Sorry. Well, okay. I, I, I prefer the second one where yep. you eat better every day yep. and it's yeah, really that's right. easy. That's the right answer. Uh, in fact, I'd like for it to take the form of delicious ready-to-eat meals. Can oh, I add that to the scenario? Mac, you are going to love Factor. Are you ready for factor. pre-prepared, yes. chef-crafted, yes. and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door? John, let's tell them quickly what's not going to happen. Where are they not delivering? They're not going to leave it on the corner. Nope. Nope. Unless you live right on the corner. Yeah, then they're going to live it. They're not going to find a street child. We have those everywhere in 12 South. And street just give child. it to the street child as they disappear into a back alley somewhere. No, it's not going to happen. And listen, yeah. you said dietitian approved. Yeah. Dave, you know this is about me. I only eat food that's, that's dietitian approved. That's why I said approved. it, John. Not only that, but you'll also have over 35 meals to choose from. You come to me and, and you say every week, Dave, I'll take 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. And it, it is 35, John, meals to choose from. And that's per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, yes. vegan, and yes. veggie, and what we call that the VNV, mm-hmm. and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options. Dave, the only question that I'm left with is what am I waiting mm. for? Okay, I'll answer my own question. Okay. Nothing. Whoa. Right? Okay. I'm Just ready for factors two-minute meals. They're not three minutes. You don't have time for that. Two minutes. So I can fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, again, Dave, straight to your door. Knock, knock, who's there? Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices. Let me tell you what they're not going to do, John. Hot I'm going to be warm-pressed. Not even warm. Oh, no. There was a huge fad in the 70s. Didn't work. <laughs> Smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, <laughs> veggie sides, and more to eat. To eat, to keep you energized. Eat, and they're going to keep you energized, John. During <laughs> frantic times. I'm frantic right now because you're just so, so pumped frantic. Up. I'm so pumped up. Dave, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options. Ooh. You know I love upscale. upscale. You you're Uptown, upscale, girl. I was going to say. You're- yeah. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Gracious. Right? I do 18 for sure. Yeah. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your delivery Anytime. Anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash dadville50 and use code dadville50 to get 50% off. No, that can't be right. No, it is. That's too good of a deal. Yeah. That's code dadville50 at factormeals.com slash dadville50 to get 50% off. That's half if my math is correct. (laughs) It is. Go get it, guys. Dadville. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Chip Dad. 
Hey guys, it's me, Dave. I love this time of year, and I especially love Christmas music. I've put out a few Christmas albums in my career, and last year I actually put out a new EP of Christmas songs called I Wish It Would Snow. I would love for you and yours to check it out in hopes that it could be a soundtrack for this holiday season. So if you're in need of some new Christmas songs, go check out my new Christmas EP called I Wish It Would Snow. Dave. Oh, sorry. You were going to do like a... No, it's okay. Let's let's thing. go with yours. I actually okay. have something I kind of want to get to. Okay, I'm glad let's you get to me. it. I have a screaming hot take I need to lay on you. Ooh, a screaming, screaming hot take. Screaming hot take, okay? It's yeah. been keeping me up at night the whole thing. Okay, go. Okay, okay. Go. let's go. The taco... Here it gets, but buckle up. The taco might be the most versatile food ever invented. There. I wow. said it. It's out. It's living in the world. You, you said it was it. screaming. I would say it's scorching. Ooh. That's a scorching take. Ah. But I will say the hamburger lobbyist... Yep. They're nope. not going to be happy. No, about no, this no, one. no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. big hamburger will yes. be very upset. <laughs> that's no day. <laughs> well, wait until they hear about tacos for life. Okay? Oh, you see, TFL—that's the insider. Nice. That's, really, yep. that's insider trading. Is a taco shop on a mission for every taco, rice bowl, salad, quesadilla, or nacho sold. A meal is provided to a child. In the that is incredible. Here, let, let me see the menu. Okay, I'm such a sucker for a steak oh, taco. You know that about ST. me. That's Reminds right. me of the years I grew up in Indiana crafting tortillas by hand oh, at sunrise, Dave. That, that mural you had painted of you doing it still sits. I mean, it's in the bathroom here in the studio, Mem- in, a, in a little box. I'll, I'll get it out. Memories are the cilantro of life, John. You know that. That's always what you said. When you eat at Tacos for Life, not only do you provide a meal to hungry kids, but you also get to enjoy really good tacos. Really good tacos. Look, you had me at cilantro. Mm. You know that. Yeah. So with over 6,200 kids dying every day from hunger-related diseases, Tacos for Life is out there making a change in the world with delicious craft tacos. Mm. Can you believe that they have a crispy Ooh. eggplant taco? Crispy eggplant taco, Dave? Control. This menu is madness. Yeah. It is madness, John. Whether you are someone looking to invest in a business that makes a good return while also making a difference in the world, or you are someone who wants to run a restaurant where you can be proud of the food you are serving while also doubling down on the impact you're making, Tacos for Life can help you. Visit tacosforlife.com dadville to learn more about opening your very own Tacos for Life and be a part of bringing forth a world where no child goes hungry. Hey everybody, John here. Hey listen, the Christmas season, it's upon us. It's the greatest time of year. And I just wanted to remind you all that I have not one, not two, but three Christmas albums out there. Should you be looking for some Christmas music in your life right now? No pressure. But they're always there for you, just like Dadville. They're just there waiting on your phone. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Here, I have a question to start us off with. Oh, come on, John. Because Chip just complimented Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm literally hovering above my seat. <laughs> Dave is jumping right I've got it from here, guys. I've got it from here. Everybody back up. Everybody back up. Um, here's my question. Not in any way that is, is uh, meaningful. So you can't say, like, you're a great Christian, right? Hmm. Or you're a great father. What is like a, but what is something that someone can compliment you on that would be like, send you like flying? You know what I mean? What a great, what a great question, John. 
Let's just do you go first because of that. You asked it. I honestly think mine would be if someone said, "You're really funny." Mm. I think that. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I think that would be the one. (laughs) I feel like I tell you that a lot. I feel like I try to. No, I'm not saying that people (laughs) don't don't say. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. if someone were. That if, it, or, if people could see your face right now, it, what you, the way you did it, there was extremely funny. The tears coming out. No, no, just that. You know, I'm serious here. If like, there was someone, love, I would love that. Like maybe someone in this room, <laughs> who I know is capable of that compliment, because I heard them. I've got tears. <laughs> that's good there we go I just wanted to that's jump good. on that train hey, let's look at you <laughs> no look but seriously listen, he used that he so did. well he did I think he, he, I had, think he's he, funny the guy had forethought I mean he oh. said okay you got this Dave watch this this is the thing this is the thing about this is the thing about John Seymour because it's almost it's almost the opposite of mine oh like for sure mine is big and parades oh, and yeah, color yeah, yeah his is like the guy on the roof yeah with the blow dart yeah and he's just waiting yeah and when no, he I'm, hits I'm the janitor sneaky. cleaning up after the party. Who <laughs> <laughs> just makes a little quip. No one else is there to even They'd hear start it. start singing, uh, and everybody's like, what is that voice down the hall? And then uh, you walk in, like, is that you? And like, I sing sometimes. Like, you have a gorgeous voice. Why don't you uh, join the party? Uh, um, you know, I just love to hear that compliment. He said, uh, you know, like like some from someone here. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Maybe up. somebody like 6'4". He's, he's already said it. Once, six so four with great teeth. Some, someone who's a professional, <laughs> so there's a weight to his words. There's a weight. Just, uh, he's got experience. Uh, so I'm curious, Chip. What about you? Like, what is the uh, thing people could compliment you, and you would feel like you just get a little giddy? The uh, singing, for real. Yeah. No. Oh my god. <laughs> I was. You had so that locked and fascinated. No, listen, we have a brand new dog. Okay. I mean, it's a, a Malty Poo, and I was singing barely the dog comes up and starts barking at me the dog's like three months old oh it's uh, no yeah no. is that a good thing or a no bad that's thing a that's a dog? that's a bad thing okay yeah two-year-old said ted stop it stop i was singing to him he said stop it yeah i cannot sing incapable I don't think you guys could even teach me how to do it. I don't yeah. think you could work me. Yeah. So I sing at church like I do Johnny Cash. I talk the song. Like, oh. You know, ah, oh, yeah. God, could you kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's, 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 it's really bad. That's heaven bound stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, would, yeah. what would be the one thing? Your serious question. Yeah. It can't be like you're a great husband or a great no, parent or no, anything like that. No, 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 no. Okay, so that's off. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. The things yeah. that, like, really matter, you can't. <laughs> that can't be an answer. You can't, yeah. It's got to be trivial things. Mm. I do not know. I can't come up with anything. I'll buy you time. Okay. I'll buy you time. All right, you yeah. go. Yeah, you go. yeah I, because I, I, I have two or three. <laughs> if, if you guys knew how much of a words of affirmation person I am, it's, it's, a, it's almost ridiculous how much, if anybody gives me the slightest compliment in any way, it just, I'm, like, floating. Yes. One of the things that I've food, always right? thought it's, it's great food. food. One of the things that is really tricky about my personality type is I think because I am whatever I am, this, you know, this people just tend to think like he's look how happy he is. He's good. And so I laugh about this with my close friends because like when people give me a compliment, I never forget. I know exactly what they said. It is because I think I, I sort of dupe people into thinking I don't need them. 
because it's like I'm this big person. I'm laughing and I'm having a good time and I'm happy to be there and I smile a lot. So I think people just tend to go like, dude, Barnes is good. Yeah, he's good with himself. But the he's minute crying. anybody that I know gives me any kind of substantial compliment, it's like my day is made. Yeah. Um, I can see you getting lonely real fast. Oh, I'm lonely a lot. So. Yeah, I can see it. Let's talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> dark turn. I do think. I mean, you you know this. You know what? What? What, what just? Happened? Yeah. I mean, is Dave crying? Where's his shirt? Um, why is he in the backyard by himself, laying face down? Uh, no, I, I do. And you know this better. And and this is not something we need to talk about. But I think you know this. There is something weird about people. Um, I think that. I mean, one one of my best friends sat with me probably two years ago and said exactly that. I was struggling with all this stuff, and we were, we were on this long walk together. We got to the end of it, and I was like, I just kind of was like, what do you think about everything I said? He said, it sounds like you're really lonely. And I was like, no, I don't, I'm not lonely. I've, like, I've got a million friends. But I sat there and thought about it with him, and I was like, and he kind of said, he's like, I think one of the tricks of your personality, Dave, is that it's really easy to think that you're okay all the time as your friend. And I think that gets you in a lot of trouble because one, you know, you do love to be seen and complimented and know that somebody's observing you, but two, just that, you know, I think your personality as much as maybe any, maybe the hardest, there's a lon- lot of loneliness that happens that I just, I didn't realize that uh-huh. I had to kind of later go, wow, I am lonely a lot, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and that's why we're here to talk about me today. Yeah. What was really the question? Yeah. yeah, what was the question? Okay, so I think I think you know what the one I remember the most, and this is this is this is more than trivial, but just song stuff. Anybody hears a song of mine and just oh, points yeah, yeah. to a specific thing, yeah. so not just like, man, I really like that song, but like, man, you know what I think is really cool in that song is that you do this there. That yeah. is always huge. well. I, there's like a subset that I would ask anyone in their profession. Yeah, yeah. Like with with musicians, I'm always like what 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 are the the tiers of like if someone could either say like man, you're a great singer. Yeah. You're a great lyricist, you're a great what guitar player or whatever, like what's the, you yeah. know, priority yeah. within that? Yeah. That's but, good. Yeah. Yeah, buy you enough time, Chip. Yeah, you did. In fact, you know, I was thinking about your Actually, I got stuck back on the loneliness piece, but uh, I think that that the ultimate affirmation for me is that he 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 finishes, he starts, mm. he finishes. Wow! And with a, with a, we used to do this thing in, in treatment, the Badlands, and I, I would use this metaphor, but it was a it was a real life living thing. I said, you know, you're the I'm going to take you across the Badlands because mm. you can't get across by yourself. Yeah, and the number of times that you know, it's like, I finished the job. Mm. It's like, that man's tough. Wow. That mm-hmm. man will take you there. Wow. He will not stop. Wow. I, I'll, I, that's a, a really cool thing to hear, mm. you know. What is the, wh- which layer is deeper, the, that he finishes or that he's tough? Both. They're both. He's right tough there. enough to finish. He will not, he will not stop. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's like the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Big one. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, uh, I work out alone. I mean, I work out at a gym sometimes, but I don't work out with, like on a team workout. Mm-hmm. And and very privately, you know, I used to like, you know, work out at the stadium or MTSU, even if I had to sneak in. And I'd run the stadium steps. Then there was a tractor tire, I would flip it, and then I'd run sprints. It's like joyously. But I mean, that was like a mm-hmm. a f- severe workout. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I would walk out like you. Bet and no you, one would know if you. No didn't. one even yeah, yeah, knew. Yeah. Sonya would. They were just like, you, "How was your workout? Good." It was like no one would know. Yeah. It's like that's mine. Yep. 
and nobody knows how tough I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Isn't it – I do want to say, I think to your point about the loneliness thing, isn't it interesting that um, there's an inherent – there's a book I read, um, True Companion. The the guy does a phenomenal job kind of addressing this, but how even in marriage, loneliness is inherent to the human plight. Yeah. Like no matter how close you are to your friends or how close you are to your spouse, you're going to be lonely. Yeah. For sure, no matter how much. Isn't that fascinating? It is. And you know, Dave, you, you really are. And John, I don't know you as well. And Dave comes out with it like a torch. I mean, yep. he's like, like you know, shoo, yeah. yep. which is great. But you really is do, it? in your giftedness, and John's giftedness, my own, you do express the glory of God in your giftedness. And so it's like, it's like a gift. And uh, you love to display it. And yet, and, and when people affirm that gift, they're saying, God made you right, mm. but you can't ever get enough yeah. of the rightness of it because it's, it's like heaven made yeah. and it's your heavenizing earth, but it's like, yeah, but it's still earth. It's like, cause it's the joy. It's yeah. like, you love to be in your gift. I do too. And John does too. Mm-hmm. And it's, we, when we're in our gifts, it's like, it's a lovely place. Mm-hmm. And because there's no way that that gift is going to fix life or fix us, mm. it's always lonely. Mm. You remember mm-hmm. Janice Joplin, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all would know about it. But like she said the loneliest place she's ever been is right as she leaves the stage of 20,000 adoring fans. Mm. Like she's all in there, yeah, and then yeah. she goes back. And she, mm-hmm. full, she was a full-of-feeling person. I mean, she just poured it out, but she never named what was happening in her heart. Mm. So she went through thousands of partners, you know, in terms of sexual partners, drugs, and just never, but the loneliness of never of her back. gifts, mm-hmm. you know, just d- d- destroyed her. Mm-hmm. Well, that that book was, you know, and I'd heard some iteration of this, but um, Al Andrews actually recommended the book to me, and he just does such a good job of illuminating, especially in a marriage, like how if you are looking for a companionship that alleviates your loneliness, mm-hmm. you are you're coming at it wrong. You Big have time. to you have to really understand. You're always going to be lonely, even in this yeah. companionship. Yeah. And only then, yeah. I mean, obviously that's when God becomes paramount and you talk yeah. about the Holy Spirit. And, and even and, lonely with God. Even lonely with God. We're lonely for ourselves. We're lonely for others. Mm. And those others vary. We're lonely for God. And we're also lonely to create. Mm. And we're born with eternity in our hearts, but we don't live there. Mm. So we're going to be lonely until we're completed, mm. truly completed, which is desires fulfilled well that's yeah. something that Stephen helped me with is that mm-hmm. idea what you exact literally exactly what you said he's like whenever you feel that loneliness mm-hmm. um you made right think think about these three mm-hmm. things you may need to be with people mm-hmm. it may be there like i just really need to be around some people and, and feel like i'm a part of community two you either need time with god and feel connected to god to to, to help with that mm-hmm. or you need time with yourself which is Really Solitude for me because yeah. I'm always like it's either it's always it's where your creativity <laughs> is though yeah it's in spending some time with right. Dave right um, and so I think you know and, and and quickly sharing it as quickly as you can when you find some Dave you go <laughs> you know what I'm saying you want to get it checked out yeah yeah because yeah. it's a yeah. new idea yeah. it's a new yeah. creativity yeah yeah um, so we're <laughs> we're look at we're coming to smoke so one of the things but you know that's what Stephen taught you is straight out of the voice of the heart I yeah. mean it's like yeah. it's 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 it, when the voice of the heart was was written, uh, it came out in like two thousand, and it before the voice of the heart, there was al- almost 
to my knowledge, there's nothing. There's almost nothing in the literature and psychology and counseling and, and Christianity. There's no feeling thing anywhere. Mm. And since that book, it's, it turns out it's a seminal book. And it's it, the expansion of the feeling world has yeah. just, it's everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's taking us to the bad places too. But it's right. still, it's still, it's out there. Well, one of the things, so, you know, yeah, we segues. had you. That's, look at that's this. That's One of the things that, um, you know, we had so much fun with you last time we were here. Yeah, it was great. And, I enjoyed which, it. I don't think we've ever had a return guest so quickly. No, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, it really? Like you were here oh, yeah. three weeks ago or something. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, I, just don't have, I just don't have much to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just here hey, can this you come morning. Like, yeah. Can you come later? Said, oh, sure. No yeah, problem. Yeah, man. I'm, actually, I've been, you know, I've been in the front of your house. Right? I, I'm actually, I did a, a, a work this morning with someone, and I'm driving to Asheville, North Carolina this afternoon. But I, I wanted to, uh, you. you know. I really enjoyed. Well, you guys. it's because we we got to the you end great. of the notes, and I realized we had just done about half of the questions that oh, we had for you. So, okay, yeah. but but one of the things that I wanted to tell you to to and they were Dave's half. They were yeah, John. <laughs> I kept looking yeah, at John, John throughout. You the got thing your five was, minutes, John. <laughs> he was squeezing my head with his fingers from across the room. Um, but but. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, like, yeah, I, at the very end of it all, you said, "John, do you have anything?" Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he was Dave, like, I, "I actually do, Dave. I, I do." Chip, what are you doing in three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I walked across the street for this. Yeah, not, yeah. He says uh, that a lot. Sadly. Uh, um, yeah. But but one of the things that I wanted to at least kind of start with, I had such a cool conversation with a dear friend of mine at church last night, and he said he had heard our episode. And he's like, you know, I just didn't know about the the eight feelings. He's like, I yeah. did not know about that. And he said, like, I think this. Week, yeah, we didn't talk. In, we didn't talk about. Well, we did. We yeah. kind of introduced them. Yeah, but didn't. Yeah. But but I thought it was really interesting how someone. He's one of the wisest people I know. Wonderful, godly man. He's a doctor. And and I thought, isn't it interesting uh, that so many of us walk like I didn't know about it until yeah. I, you know yeah. years ago. I didn't either. And so I think. One, it's amazing. He, he, I think he said a couple times this week, he's like, you know, I've, I've been able to use it. And it it's was just incredibly helpful. And so I think one of the things that I kind of wanted to re-engage with a little bit is could you, for people who don't know that, I mean, and you did a great job introducing last week, but I think for people who maybe heard it on the podcast last time or know a little bit about it, we're like, how do I, especially maybe as an adult, how do I sort of introduce this discipline? Like how, how is a way to think about great. this? You know, great question. It, 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 when when uh, I had the treatment center, uh, the number of times over the years, when uh, there's a, a guy that, that a lot of people know, um, uh, well, different different people, but the number of times I've heard these extraordinarily well educated people. I mean, look, doctors are yeah the most usably usably well educated people on the face of the, the earth. Musicians, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh tough as nails i mean you've got to be tough to just stay yep. focused and continue mm-hmm. to face blood and boredom both mm-hmm. and uh and to stay in it and then these guys if they're not moral out of a spiritual purpose they're moral out of perfectionism it's like i'm going to succeed i'm going to save this life mm-hmm. and the, and so they have all of this capacity and capability and uh, abilities and and yet the number of times i've heard them say where has this been? Hmm. Where has this been? Hmm. And so uh, even studies have shown that a lot of times they'll start out with medical school with empathy. And by the time they're out of medical school, they've lost it. They've lost empathy. They even the capacity to care for themselves. Hmm. So really? Yeah. So this, well, what's the, the reason for that? You think it's driven out of them. It's like the focus on the figuring. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like if you, if you need a, 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 like they'll tell the spouses a lot of times, like if you need a, if you need a spouse, get a dog. If you need a friend, get a dog. In other mm-hmm. words, your, your spouse is gone. Yeah. And so shut up, toughen up and get it done. And residencies changed quite a bit over the years, but, uh, uh, to allow more recognition that we're relational creatures. Mm-hmm. But, but with all that being said, uh, we, it, we really are have th- th- this is not new it's almost like but it's sort of like being rediscovered yeah this is there's nothing new about this this is ancient right. reality ancient truth mm-hmm. that we're feeling creatures who have a spiritual component a spiritual recognition within us and we're made to live fully mm-hmm. but we can't do that except through relationship with ourselves others and god mm-hmm. and then creativity and so it turns out as feeling creatures, we have basic feelings, just like we have a certain number of teeth, a certain number of organs. There's actually an order to our emotional life, or true order. And we're really made to use this order, these tools, just like you use the three primary colors to make shades of life and colors and tones and beauty. These eight tools really do allow us to have a full and vibrant life in a tragic place. Mm. Eight tools. But you have to know the tools and be able to use the tools to get their results, the artistic results. I could take the guitar and hit it and do my fingers on it and make noise, but you guys can make music. You can take you, you take this tool and make order. And all of a sudden, even with your use of delay between the notes, the silence even is part of the music. So it's just amazing what you guys can do with the tools and feelings are the same way because they allow you to do what you're made to do. Connect your heart to life, connect your heart to others, connect your heart to creating, connect your heart to exposure, connection. So, so and remember the first not good that God ever said in, in the garden, it's like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is very good. And then he said also though, but it's not good. Hmm for a human being to be alone and alone is when when no one knows the content and the experience the story and the expression of what's happening inside of you Mm. and the tools of our insides are feelings Mm. and there are eight feelings there's sadness and i'll go through each of them there's sadness which is a feeling that is part of the tragedy but if you love someone something or someplace life is always changing we wind up having loss because somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to move. Some, some time is going to end. You know, somebody the other day even said to me, uh, I was walking out with uh, Nate Morrow, who's head of uh, CPA, and he's 41, 42 years old. And a second grader was walking out. I'd been speaking out there on, on a Friday, doing uh, How Are You Feeling Today? They were introducing the book. And a second grader said, well, Bye, Mr. Morrow. I'll see you Monday. And then the kid goes, pointed at me he said and pointed at Nate also he said is that your dad kind of like oh oh my god is that your dad like what you know so but I mean things changed like Uh I just suffered a pretty big loss because earlier that day I said you know Nate you and I seem like we're about the same age and everything turns out that afternoon he said no you're not that kid heard you say (laughs) yeah I hope he was a plant you know but unfortunately not so anyway but sadness is a feeling that allows us to recognize our value for life mm-hmm. because we grieve when we lose what we're attached to mm. and we need comfort. So feelings and needs, 
Okay, that's what we talked last time on the podcast. We talked about the power of needing. So sadness is a feeling that allows us to seek comfort. Ask, seek, knock. Fear is a feeling that allows us to know we're in danger. Remember, life, like, like alligators used to be pets, but they turned into carnivores. I mean, tigers used to eat grass, but, you know, now they, they, they kill lambs. The, 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 the lamb and the lion don't lie down together yet kind of thing. So we're in a place of unpeace. So fear is a feeling that tells us we're in danger. So it's there to let us ask for help. Instead of uh, asking for help so often, instead we try to overcome our fear and silence it rather than use our fear to, to learn how to live life. So fear is a feeling that brings us to trusting others, brings us the wisdom of knowing when. So learning fear and being good at fear makes you wiser, mm. makes you stronger, makes you more dependent and dependable. Like you know who to go to. Like the sign in, in It's Wonderful Life said, ask dad. When George, little George Bailey was in trouble, he just, oh, I'll run to dad and find out. He, his fear took him home. And then uh, loneliness is a feeling that speaks to everything, what we're made like. I'm lonely for living fully, and I do that in relationship. But then we have to, if we learn loneliness well versus avoid it, we become discerning and discriminating. Like sometimes I really do not, I love Sonia. I mean, I've I've been in love with her, fortunately, for 30-something years. And yet there are times like I don't want to be with her. I mean, I like her, I love her, but I've had enough. And she even said, I'll never get enough of you during COVID. She said, you know, I used to say that, I've had enough of you. <laughs> I've hit my quota. Like, really, you, you hit your quota. Yeah. <laughs> it just fast-tracked a few yeah. years. And it's like, well, you know. But um, I need to be with a best friend. And sometimes I just want to hang out with dudes. Like, no best friends, just dude talk. Like, and it's nothing, means nothing. You leave with nothing except it's hilarious. So you're fun, yeah. you're done. Yeah. But then I want to be real again, or I want to be serious again. And it's like different levels, different people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's God. Sometimes I really just need to, I'm lonely to sit with me and wonder. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can't just sit with me and wonder sometimes unless I'm by myself which means you're never by yourself because once you start wondering, you're talking inside to something. So you're connecting to life or slash ultimately truly God. So loneliness is a feeling that brings us to friendship, brings us to intimacy, brings us to being with others. So loneliness is actually a blessing, but boy, it's painful. It's the not dealing with it that kills us. Loneliness kills. I mean, it really does. It creates heart disease. If you're not known from the inside out, you live with your blood pressure higher than other people's mm-hmm. and which for, which is cortisol, which forms a plaque, which forms heart disease. I mean, there's studies. Uh, yeah. A guy, uh, it's the medical consequences of loneliness. So wow. naming, knowing and naming our feelings, feeling our feelings, telling the truth about them and handing them over to the process of how we're made makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And then we have hurt. Hurt is a feeling that says that I'm in pain. Dave, oh. oh, sorry, you were gonna do like a no. It's okay. Let's let's thing. go with yours. I actually, okay. have something I kind of want to get to because okay, I'm glad let's you get to it. Me. I have a screaming hot take. I need to lay on you. Oh, a screaming, screaming hot, take. hot take. Okay, it's yeah. been keeping me up at night the whole thing. Okay, go. Okay, okay. Go. let's go. The taco here it gets, but buckle up. The taco might be the most versatile food ever invented. There, I wow. said it. It's out. It's living in the world. You, you said it was it. screaming. I would say it's scorching. Ooh. That's a scorching take. Ah. But I will say the hamburger lobbyist. Yep. 
They're no. not going to be happy. No, about no, this no, one. no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. big hamburger will yes. be very upset. <laughs> that's no <laughs> day. <laughs> well, wait until they hear about tacos for life. Okay? Oh, you see, TFL, that's the insider. Nice. That's, really, yep. that's insider training. Is a taco shop on a mission. For every taco, rice bowl, salad, quesadilla, or nachos sold, a meal is provided to a child. In that is incredible. Here, let, let me see the menu. Okay, I'm such a sucker for a steak oh, taco. You know that about ST, me. That's Reminds right. me of the years I grew up in Indiana crafting tortillas by hand oh, at sunrise, Dave. That, that mural you had painted of you doing it still sits. I mean, it's in the bathroom here in the studio, Mem- in, a, in a little box. I'll, I'll get it out. Memories are the cilantro of life, John. You know that. That's always what you said. When you eat at Tacos for Life, not only do you provide a meal to hungry kids, but you also get to enjoy really good tacos. Really good tacos. Look, you had me at cilantro. Mm. You know that. Yep. So with over 6,200 kids dying every day from hunger-related diseases, Tacos for Life is out there making a change in the world with delicious craft tacos. Mm. Can you believe that they have a crispy Ooh. eggplant taco? Crispy eggplant taco, Dave? Control. This menu is madness. Yeah. It is madness, John. Whether you are someone looking to invest in a business that makes a good return while also making a difference in the world, or you are someone who wants to run a restaurant where you can be proud of the food you are serving while also doubling down on the impact you're making, Tacos for Life can help you. Visit tacosforlife.com slash dadville to learn more about opening your very own Tacos for Life and be a part of bringing forth a world where no child goes hungry. Dave. Dave. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to get louder. No, no, I was going to quiet. I was a little bit louder. No, I was kind of doing that. Yeah, we nailed that. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dave. Yep. Listen. Yes. I was up all night. Okay. And I mean all night oh, because I had a question for you. You great. I can't tell. Thank uh, you. That, I would assume that's a biggie then. Yeah, but it's a biggie. Here it goes. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Did you like playing with fire as a kid? Oh, um, what? You know, like, did you like playing with matches or candles or campfires or whatever okay well i mean i was known as the best s'more chef east of the mississippi that's documented on wikipedia (laughs) i I put it in there but it's still documented well documented i agree yeah look i have always been captivated by a good flame i've told you that a thousand times Mm -hmm. i was recently introduced by thistle farms to a flame that's undeniable. Is this the eternal flame, like with the Bengals, or is this an Olympic flame? Mm. Or Closer, okay. warmer, okay. better. Okay. You see, it's actually the flame of a candle that burns at Thistle Farms, which is a nonprofit that helps women survivors of trafficking and addiction to heal from their years of trauma and wow. exploitation. For 25 years, Dave, Thistle Farms has lit a candle as a symbol of hope for the women who are still looking for a way out of cycles of pain and hopelessness. Thistle Farms is truly amazing, John. Today, they have provided over 10,000 nights of safe, supportive housing and 74,800 hours of employment for women survivors. These hours of employment come from making their products by hand-pouring candles, crafting body products, packing gift sets, and bottling essential oils. And they're all made with clean, natural ingredients. You know, and it's almost that one very specific gift-giving holiday. That's right, Christmas. Anyone in your life, listener, would love to receive a Thistle Farms product as a gift. That's right. Well, I need to get a head start by shopping their candles, gift sets, body home goods, 
and jewelry at thistlefarms.org. That is so many things, John. So <laughs> many potential uh, little gifts there to just make that special one in your life so happy. And it doesn't even be a special one, just a one. It could be just an average one. Gosh, make hey. them special <laughs> with the gift. <laughs> it is, John. <laughs> Support Thistle Farms on its mission to change the way people see and understand trafficking and exploitation. And just for our listeners, you can head to thistlefarms.org and use the discount code DADVILLE to get 15% off your purchase. That's thistlefarms.org and use the code DADVILLE to get 15% off your next order. And if I go to the doctor and can't name the pain, he can't do anything for me. But the more pointed, the more willing, the more vulnerable you are to being able to name the pain and where it is, the more quickly you can get the rehabilitation, the the healing. And, and, and hurt people need to go to people who know what hurt is to get the healing we seek because we're all seeking wholeness. And if you don't deal with hurt, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. See, people who don't deal with their feelings harm people. Even the doctor, uh, if he doesn't know his feelings, he may be doing great dedicated work in a transactional way that's transforming for people. But when he goes home and can't do feelings, process what he's been dealing with, boredom and blood, whatever it happens to be, loss and, and hurt and sadness and pain and complaining and struggles and managed care. If he doesn't process that stuff, then that means he's going to go home. And even if he's with them doing the right things, he's still isolated from them because mm. he's, he's not alive. He's not uh, uh, tuned in. He's not able to connect. So uh, a hurt is a feeling that brings us to healing. And if you, you, you can't heal unless you feel. You got to feel it to heal it. It's kind of stuff. Look at this. Yeah, it's amazing. Hmm. And then uh, uh, anger. Oh, that's uh, of all the feelings <laughs> that uh, uh, I can have, I'd rather have anger than gladness, hmm. because anger is a feeling that speaks what we are looking for, what we desire. It's the desire feeling. It's the hunger feeling. It's the, I desire change. I desire to uh, have an impact. I desire significance. I desire to belong and matter. I desire. It's the desire feeling. And so, therefore, anger is the most vulnerable of all the feelings. Because, like, even when Dave was talking earlier, he was talking about, I've always wanted to communicate joy. I've always wanted to to bring this possibility of what we could have together to others. And let's laugh. Let's find a communion of laughter. And by the way, while we're doing that, would y'all appreciate me? Do you know, it's like has this, but only anger allows you to take that risk. Mm. But when you take that risk, you can get mocked to the core. So because when you're angry, you're really showing or revealing what you really care about. Mm. Wow. And other words for anger are uh, uh, yearning, longing, hoping, wishing, wanting, hungering, needing, and thirsting. All vulnerabilities. Mm. So if you thirst for something, you you reach towards it. If you if you yearn for something, you wait on it and and focus on it. Uh, the 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 father of the prodigal son was an angry father. So we but we see we think of anger as destructive, but actually he was a man who wouldn't stop looking for his son to return. He wouldn't stop hoping. He wouldn't stop thirsting. He wouldn't stop hungering. And don't you know that the servants around him said that poor man, he's a fool. No, he's not a man who's a fool. He's a man who won't, who won't quit hoping. Mm -hmm. he, he's staying angry. <clears throat> and the gift of anger 
is beautiful because if you're willing to desire something that you're compelled from within, it means that you're always got something that you're headed towards. And the gift of anger is passion, a willingness to be in pain for something that matters more than my own comfort. We're talking about love. Hmm. I mean, mothers with their children hmm. get up at 2 a.m. That's anger. That's passion. But see, anger and, and, and rage are truly complete opposites. Mm-hmm. Rage is destructive, and it's an attempt to be invulnerable. And it's terror-based. Yeah. I will kill to avoid pain. Anger says, I'm willing to be in pain because this thing outside of me matters more than my own comfort. Yeah, It's what St. Paul would say. He was compelled from within to communicate the gospel. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, I would classify as all angry people. Mm. <clears throat> they were willing to do whatever it took to get w- to wherever they were called to go. Mm. They were wow. motivated from within. So anger is like, is like uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to say I'm an angry person. I hope I pray to God that I stay angry. Um, in fact, in, in anyway, so healthy shame. Healthy shame and remember, if you don't deal with your feelings, other people have to wear them. Angry people leave other people angry. Hurt people who won't deal with the hurt, hurt people. Sad people who won't deal and own their own sadness leave others having to grieve about who they've lost. Mm-hmm. So by owning your feelings and dealing with them, you're actually loving other people and giving them opportunity to love you back. Mm-hmm. Because if I won't be sad and seek comfort, in my loss and you know I've lost something valuable but I won't give myself over to your care for me that leaves you grieving or having to grieve for me try to do my grief work for me instead of me doing it for myself mm-hmm. it's, it's it's sick not to feel mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. sick and then the uh, shame healthy shame uh, healthy shame is is actually the gift of dependency little little babies and little children have zero toxic shame about being in need, about raising their hands and asking questions, about saying, I, I want to eat dessert first because I like it. Uh, uh, I remember my youngest son, we were at a soccer game with my older son. He's three, and he climbs up on a rock, and the next thing I know, he's he peeing off the rock. Like, okay, a little shame wouldn't hurt. You know, <laughs> a little toxic He's just doing what all the guys want to do. Yeah. <laughs> And then before you knew it, a bunch of the dads were like, let's do it. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Let's affirm him. My brothers and I, I thought he was just practicing what exactly, because my brothers and I, after we would take a bath, we would climb up on the counter, all three of us in the bathtub with little bitty squirts, right? We climbed up on the counter and see if we could pee all the way across the, the into the bathtub water. Course, it's like, course. yeah, we all just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, my mom, poor mom. So she, she was just glad for us to be yeah, in the bath. Right. You know, this is reminding me of yeah. elementary school, <laughs> like the at school the line of urinals mm-hmm. and the, and the the boys and you would just back up. See how far away you could get. Could back up the furthest. <laughs> It's and that was always in, a great shot, you know. Yeah. You can't help it. <laughs> Throw something in the water and shoot at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, healthy shame. Let's go back to the healthy shame, right? But healthy shame is the, the, the comfort of being able to depend that we get toxically shamed out of. Mm-hmm. See, healthy shame is consciousness, and it's also where we get conscience. Like, 
like, I, I, gosh, I'm human. I have sadness. I have hurt. I have loneliness. I have needs. I make mistakes. So do you. I don't have all the answers. Do you know how to answer this? Will you help me? All that stuff. And then when we start to recognize there are other humans in life, when I see you experiencing what I can relate to, I'm going, oh, gosh, they're like me. So, and if I step on your foot and you go, ouch, and I can remember, oh, ouch hurts, then all of a sudden my consciousness becomes conscience. And it's like, oh, I, I said, I did something and, and you feel hurt about it. And I'm sorry because care for me, I'm actually, believe it or not, healthy shame allows us to recognize doing to others as you have them doing to you, even as little bitty children. Hmm. Because we're able to see another's pain and because we know pain ourselves, fear, sad, hurt, lonely, you know, anger, uh, we can recognize others. So healthy shame leads us to humility. Like I'm made out of the same stuff you're made out of and we're all made out of dirt. Turns out it's stardust. I mean, we're all carrying around image bearers of God within us. We're image bearers of God. So healthy shame is that recognition that we're all made the same. Toxic shame is contempt towards myself for being dependent, hmm. for needing others, needing God. So I hate myself. I have contempt. I'm weak. I'm pathetic. I'm, I'm, I'm sickening. I'm disgusting. I'm unlovable. I'm incompetent. I'm inadequate. I'm no good. I'm not worth much. I'm worth less than others because I'm dependent. So we start running from our dependency. And when you run from your dependency, you run from all the other feelings too. Can I ask you a quick question in that? Why do we, not me. I, I, not I you. Yeah, not you're speaking for yeah, that I'm, guy. I'm that gonna, guy from church. Yesterday. Let's say Chad. It's just for <laughs> yeah. a fun name. Yeah. You're bravely speaking why, for all of yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Why? Why do we shame our kids? To protect them. Huh. I mean, as sad as it is, it's that 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 we know how the world works. And if our child winds up crying at school over somebody catching them sending a note to mm -hmm. somebody. Mm -hmm. Or they 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 cry at school because they uh, didn't win a game they lost, and then somebody's going to make fun of them for crying, and then we don't want our child made fun of to get hurt more, and their feelings if we're not good with knowing being human, their feelings trigger our sadness our helplessness <laughs> our powerlessness so we shame our kids to protect ourselves to protect them, and then you know. And then we slowly lose our kids' hearts because we don't have enough heart to show up in life because we don't know what to do to handle things because we don't want to be embarrassed either by going and telling Johnny's daddy that your, your little kid's a punk and you need to clean up. That is you know, fascinating. Oh, my gosh. So it's like just, just shame them and just, you know, yeah. just shame them, make it easy. It'll yeah. help them later. They can go to therapy later and deal with it. You know, it's just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. But we shame them uh, tragically uh, to protect them hmm. because – we 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 learned how to uh, endure life in so many ways, and our wounds really do become their wounds. Yeah, if we don't address them. In other words, if we don't feel our feelings, tell the truth, do our healing work, our wounds become their wounds. And you know that's where my my wounds in my sons became came from my wounds unfinished, yeah. unaddressed. And it's healthy like shame cheaper, allows you to do it. Cheaper way to protect them. Yeah, quick and easy, so that we don't have to. Yep. experience what they're experiencing yes so we yeah. can keep them from life which really means to try to keep them from feeling yeah and we really need to just teach them how to do feelings which is a longer run game 
versus, like you said, the quicker yeah. solution. You mm -hmm. know, it's like a microwave oatmeal versus taking time to make a true meal, you know. Mm -hmm. And then guilt is a feeling that we have whenever we've done something that really harms ourselves or another. I mean, it's, it's really going against a real value system of not doing unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And guilt allows you to say, I'm sorry. Mm. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, that's where the, we talked last time where the 40 minutes can make 40 years evaporate. It's guilt. Mm, yeah. That's, that, that's fessed up. Fessing up means like I admit that I am human and being human means I can make mistakes and these are the mistakes I made and these are the things I'm sorry for. And I wish I hadn't, but when I did it, I, I wanted to even. And I'm sorry about that. And yet I'm asking you to re-enter relationship with me if you're willing because mm -hmm. it takes walls down and it asks for walls to be put down, both, both people's. Yeah. And then gladness, believe it or not, it sounds so crazy, but gladness is a result of being good at the other seven feelings. Mm. Huh. It's, it's wild. It's the very thing we seek. We try to get without having to do the seven yeah, other feelings because right, right. everybody says that the the, the the how come there are seven negative ones and only one good one when actually they are they're all gifts that we've been given that allow us to thrive live fully in a tragic place because they connect us to others who are also brave enough to admit that they're in need mm -hmm. so really and truly upon awakening in the mornings i think one of the the greater things we can do is put the feeling sheet down in front of you. Needs of the heart. Is there like about 15 needs? You put your needs on a piece of paper in front of you. Put your feelings on a piece of paper in front of you. And you sit down with your note-taking device, journal. I love you use a pen, pencil, and paper. And then you, 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 dear God, this is where I am. Because that's the first question God ever asked, and it's the question he never stops mm -hmm. asking. Where are, you? Where are you? Because he's an omni-relational God. Mm. He's in pursuit. Surely goodness and mercy will pursue me all of my life. In other words, he's after us. It says that the, the angels witness to God's rejoicing when one person comes out of the state of not being known into being known fully and completely by him. So, I mean, he's a rejoicing God. He, he wants to know where we are and where we are is what we feel and what we're doing with what we feel and what we want from it, what we need. And, and it says, 2 Peter 5 literally talks about cast all of your anxieties upon him as a form of humility, healthy shame, because he cares for you. Anything that bothers me, it bothers God. Now, that's crazy. That's like super parent. Mm -hmm. And then it says, but beware for the deceiver prowls is on the hunt, prowls around for the uh, separated, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And lions hunt for stragglers, the isolated. So isolation for a human being is not being known, not knowing the feelings. And they're great good people who concentrate on what we mentioned last time, mind, body, and spirit, but not heart because they weren't trained in it, didn't learn it. We know more about how to balance a bank account than we know about our own hearts. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's insanity, mm -hmm. but it protects us. Yeah. And, and the, the thinking behind these emotions is that it's just like the, the, 
sort of like the deepest layer of communication. So like with Amy, my wife and I, we sh if we're having an argument, for example, like we should be using these terms. If you, I'm just like, I'm annoyed, yeah, annoy we should trace it down right. to yeah. whatever. You know what? And, and, and the reason for that is, is, is because, you know, like you, ha like you, you have to name the thing of where you are to be able to solve the problem if it is one. Yeah. And so annoyed is a form of blaming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel sad or I feel angry is a form of naming and claiming. So uh, I'm annoyed is like if you weren't doing that, I wouldn't have this experience. Yeah. Or I'm jealous is because uh, I feel jealous is, is actually a, a, a form of blame. Jealous is uh, I don't have what you have and therefore I feel this way. I've got to make you look bad so I don't feel this way. Or I've got to stay away from you to make sure I never have to feel this way. Mm -hmm. But really, jealousy is really usually sadness, yeah. a, a, like sense, sense of loss of identity because I, I, those people are getting attention and I'm not. So sadness. A lot of times it's fear. If I don't get that thing, then I won't be seen or known. And a lot of times it's shame. I must, I'm not worth it much. Toxic mm -hmm. shame. I'm just not worth much. Mm -hmm. So if I name it, I can deal with it. Otherwise, I have to become that other person to be okay, disgrace them to be okay, disparage them to be okay, or isolate myself from them and form another clique or cult or some other group somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So if you name your feelings, that's the start yeah. of love. Robin Williams, we mentioned Robin Williams in Good Will Hunting, an old movie. Robin Williams does one of the best displays of using uh the voice of the heart, feelings, needs, desire, longings, and hope. He's sitting on the bench with Matt Damon. Mm. And he says, look, you, you, you have all the mind, body, spirit stuff. You, you can, you've read the books about the Sistine Chapel. You've, you've read about, uh, you know, the note-taking, blah, blah, blah. But you, you haven't walked in the building and smelled it. And then he goes on to talk about, you don't know what it's like to go into a hospital room and sit with your wife when the nurses no longer say visiting time's over to you because they're going to leave you there because they know that there's a love story happening here and a loss for which we really don't have any words. You have no clue what it's like, Will, to really sit in love, to know the full pain of it, the care of it, the joy of it, the struggle of it, the anger in it, the, the longings for it, the hope dashed, the hope found. The willingness to sit in sickness because a moment with you in sickness is better than, you know, a, a hundred years with you in wellness. Mm -hmm. And so what Robert Williams is presenting is truly the voice of the heart. Feelings, needs, desire, longings, and hope. And all wrapped up in that is what we're always headed towards in our love relationships mm -hmm. is to be able to have a love that can tolerate the losses because of the gains, the pains because of the joys. And, and in the in the crazy sounds, in, in a small world, remember that crazy ride at Disney World? Mm -hmm. There's a line. It's the most profound line. It's a world of laughter and a world of tears. It's a world of hope and a world of fears. So it's time that we find that we're all made out of the same stuff. And how come we don't just say it, mm. you know, and mm -hmm. uh, start dealing with it? Mm -hmm. And that's when we come into our deepest compassions with our, uh, you know, spouses, children, mm -hmm. uh, 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 
and, and where we speak the greatest truths uh, uh, in moments of uh, a joy and, and a loss. You know, like giving a daughter away to the wedding. It's like, I dread this day. I, I dreaded it my whole life with you. And I, I love that you're here. And mm -hmm. I gladly give you away. And I'm scared to death. And I'd love to do it all over again. Mm -hmm. But I can't. Mm -hmm. So, good luck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I mean, goodbye. Mm -hmm. It is a genuine goodbye, even though you may be living down the street. Yeah. Change. Yeah. So, so valuing change and feeling life as it happens allows us to live vibrantly in it but we know it's going to cost us something to do it yeah so hey dave oh that's that's really good yeah okay thanks. i need to change a little bit of the mood here because i've got a problem oh you do well hey i'm always here for you Try Lay to find, it on me, brother. Well, okay. I'm sorry, I get excited. I start talking before you even finished, and I know that's a problem <laughs> in our friendship, and I'm working on it. We have problems. Okay, I'm working on Go it. Go ahead. I'm trying to find a gift for the kids uh -huh. yep, that they yep, won't yep, get bored with, yep. and not just a day, but maybe 15 seconds after they've opened it. Dude, this is tough. Yeah. Okay, and what a coincidence that today's sponsor, KiwiCo, <gasps> can help you with that exact problem. This Dare is... I say, they can even solve it for you. <laughs> you, this, you always come through, John. Yeah. That's why I bring my problems. That's right. Bring it, because KiwiCo knows a thing or two about delivering fun for all ages, and they're here to help you give awesome. Okay. With a KiwiCo subscription, you're giving so much more than a toy. They'll get a season of discovery and experiences delivered straight to their door. Now we're talking, Dave. Now mm -hmm. we're solving. Mm -hmm. Now check this one out. Mm -hmm. The Record Racer. Okay, it's a spinning circular racetrack complete with a potentiometer, Dave. Oh, I'll say that oh, again. Yes. Potentiometer. For the people in the that, back. Yeah, that lets you control the spinning speed. Mm -hmm. Steer your car across the spinning track using a linkage mechanism and magnets. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. I might nab that one for myself, honestly. Each box features new projects every month, like discovering the science of magic, engineering a domino machine, and more. Yeah, KiwiCo does all the legwork for you. Mm -hmm. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Mm. With nine different subscription lines for different ages and categories, there's something for every kid. Give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo. Get your first month of any crate line free Ooh. at KiwiCo.com slash dad. Do you know what my favorite kind of dollars are? Free dollars. That's right. That's right. That's your first month free at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash dadville. John, John, John. So sorry to interrupt. I want to talk to the Dadville fans real quick, okay? That's fine. Dave, I wasn't talking. Hey there, Dadville fans. Are you ready to turn your dad space into the ultimate dad haven? <laughs> Look no further than Home, home Threads. threads. Wait, John, I have to do this. I want to do the intro. Where style meets dad approved Prove comfort. comfort. So don't do that. Sorry, I'm just same page. It's okay. Like we're, okay. okay. Listen, at HomeThreads.com, you can explore furniture designed for the modern dad. From recliners that embrace you like a bear hug. Please don't do that. To sturdy, kid-friendly tables for those epic dad projects. Dave, I'm it's telling you. Whisper track, I'm just, I'm getting mad. We've got the pieces to make your dad plans a smashing success. That's right. Hey, John. Yeah. I love my new Sloan Alabaster table lamp. I just got from HomeThreads.com. It's designed to highlight the elegance and allure of art deco glamour. 
adorned by brass gold details and topped with an off-white cotton chain. I know. I just, imagine, you know, how good it's going to look once you stop hugging it and actually or plug it in. Or once you stop trying to steal it. Okay. I'm just saying. I love it, too. Jeez. Okay, and it reminds me that when I think Art Deco, I, know. Think I think Dave two Barnes. words, Dave yeah. Barnes. I know. Yeah, and maybe that The Great Gatsby. Yeah, but, but mostly Dave, Dave Barnes. Barnes. Yeah, and John, my Art Deco table lamp is only the beginning. Okay. Home Threads has every piece of furniture you could possibly imagine. I just don't like that you're licking it. Well, it but you do you really good. And also, you're right, Dave. They have bedding, side tables, rugs, chairs, kitchen and dining, and so much more. It's it's really amazing. I know. And HomeThreads.com always has great deals with discounts on pricing and shipping. Dave, if I can interrupt you okay, for a second, please, please. go to HomeThreads.com/dadville. I'm doing this line today and get a code for fifteen percent off your order. order. Dave, this is my line. You got it, John. HomeThreads.com/dadville to get a code, code. for fifteen percent off your order. Because being a dad, <laughs> it's an adventure. adventure. And your home should be the perfect base camp. Home threads. Love where you live. Dave, I need to talk to you. Dave. Dave. See, I went really slow. You went low. You went fast. You went low, I went high. And I went slow and you went sly. 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 That's why it works, John. That's why it works. That's why oil and water. It that's always what works. That, I don't what? Think that's actually, Dave. Listen, what that means. Yep. by now you and the rest of the world mm-hmm. are well aware of my reputation in the uh, coffee I knew influencer you were gonna, space. You're going to bring this up. Yep. I mean, some might call it a phenomenon. Yeah, no, I get that. It's right? nothing. I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, okay. I, I've thought about this so much, which reminds me, what's a good beverage to pair? Mm-hmm. With the Christmas season. And don't you dare mention eggnog, John. Don't do it. I won't. Well, look, okay, look you came to the right place. Okay. Obviously, my first thought and only thought, methodical coffee Christmas vacation what? blend. It's, it's it's Christmas vacation. It's the blend. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew it. Again, John, you come through. I yeah. depend on you. You show up. I show and you up deliver. every time. Every and time. I show up with coffee. You do. Look, the Christmas vacation blend from mm, Methodical yeah. is a blend. Yes. So if your cousin Billy likes a dark roast mm-hmm. and Aunt Mimi the wants classic. something lighter, right? Aunt Mimi. This could work for everyone. Here, I got a cup right here. I'll take it. Okay, I'm not great at this, but I feel like I'm getting hints of chocolate, mm-hmm. cherries, mm-hmm. And, berries, and berries. A well-rounded roast indeed, I yep. would say. Huzzah. Okay, but there's a catch. Okay. Okay, along with Santa, <gasps> this coffee will only be around until December 25. Okay, listen, I'm going online right now and ordering some, along <laughs> with our own signature Dadville blend, of course. You knew I was going to bring it up. John. Well, how I could you not? I can't help it. How Since we're not? in the festive season, mm-hmm. we want to give all you listeners some love. And that's a deal for the holidays because right. we love you. Good gracious. We love, we you, love you guys. You. So Stop visit www.methodicalcoffee.com mm-hmm. for more information and use the discount code DADVILLE for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off your first order at methodicalcoffee.com and use the code DADVILLE. So, so those are the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> there so, we go. I'm sorry. That is <laughs> incredible. <laughs> You're God. so good. I love affirmation, too. Thank you. Yeah. You're so handsome. <laughs> John, do you have anything to say? <laughs> you can affirm me now. You are so tall. <laughs> you know, okay. And so strong. Uh, thank you. And so wise. Dude, and you are really good. You're funny. 
Oh, you're super funny. Sorry, say that one yeah, more time. You're funny. <laughs> super funny. Did he say super? When yes, he said I did. Yeah, you? Say, I heard you it. really I are. I'll document good. that. I'll okay. And your that. face, you use it to just kind of, you make me wait to see, like, he's being funny. And like, you're being funny. <laughs> I'm it's, telling you. It's, you never know. No. You never know. And you're on the roof. And you want to know what I'm feeling because you want control. And that that's a great segue, Chip. That <laughs> yes, it is. To my next yeah, question. Yeah, because I'm scared. <laughs> because you're scared. Yeah. Well, that's getting away from it. Let's get back to control. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm controlling this question, Chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was listening to uh, Parenting with Heart um, this morning, and I was writing down, you know, I would stop and write down all these things, that any thoughts that I had, any questions. And then I realized, as Dave and I were kind of consolidating our, our thoughts, that really a lot of the things that I was drawn to was when you were writing about powerlessness yeah um as parents and i i feel like there are two different sort of ideas or concepts with powerlessness as a parent and one i think is is easier to grasp at least for me and it's also the one that i feel like gets all the attention and that is the the fact that we're not going to be able to control our kids in this world and we can't keep them from getting hurt mm-hmm. by the world. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's a daily, uh, you know, exercise to realize that and, and sort of take that in. But the other one that I feel like I am, I'm struggling with currently as a parent is just the idea of controlling my children. And there's sort of a funny trite way to look at that where it's like, my kids just don't, don't do what I say. But the other <laughs> side of it is, as I was listening to the book, I I don't think of myself, you talk about achievement-focused parenting, which I I quickly brush over that because I'm like, I'm not, my kids don't need to get into an Ivy League school. I don't, they don't need, I, I don't feel like I'm achievement-focused as a parent. But I do real, realize, as I was listening to it this morning, like I am being achievement focused as a parent, especially right now in this time, I feel like this, these past couple of weeks have been some of the hardest times as a parent with my kids. And I think it's the, the I'm trying to achieve a certain behavior out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wanted you to talk a little bit about sort of that heart focusedness, the, just the, that idea that I think a lot of parents out there, if they're like me, we find ourselves as parents trying to get our kids to behave a certain way. And, you know, you talk a lot about just experiencing the day-to-day experience of being a parent with them as opposed to trying to control them as parents. Yeah, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, staying in it. You know, the, what, one way we could go with this to just is that it is a parent's... Uh, genuine responsibility to achieve the building of guardrails. I mean, that, that if you don't build guardrails for your children, it really means you don't care about them. So, you know, I'm all big about making sure your child has, keeps heart, that they, they have a place to come to where their hearts are safe being expressed with you. Yeah. Right. So that's, yeah, you talked about yeah. that, uh, drive in with your son. And yes. He asked you if you were, Oh mad. yes, yes. And he had the freedom to ask. Yes. You. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. So we don't want our achievement to be squeezing them 
between the connecting doors of hotel rooms. You know, you don't want uh-huh. to squeeze them between five and five. Yeah, my kids are good. They don't have any feelings at all. Right. They just do what I say when I say do it. So they're little automatons, which means they're terrified. And I know that's not the right way, but wouldn't that just be great? That is. If I could oh, just have a week of that. You know? uh, absolutely. But the problem is you're treating them like people. And uh, that's a big, big, <laughs> big thing. issue. That whole thing. That whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they have voices and they think they can vote. And, you know, they're not old yeah, enough to vote. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hearing their hearts does not mean that they have permission to have their hearts fulfilled in the way they want it when they want it as they want right. it okay right so one of the biggest things that guardrails teach is uh delayed gratification in other words the ability to wait the ability to to hear no the ability to d- not yet well so they start crying over you saying well i want to i want to go so-and-so you said we go so-and-so well sorry son you know i'm really sorry it's not going to happen today i know i said we would do it some things got in the way and we have to delay it Okay, mm-hmm. so he's but you said you lied to me. Okay, so it's like, no, I didn't lie to you, and I hear that you're angry, and yet it's not happening today. And then he says something else, and you say, well, it's not okay the way you're talking to me. I'm sorry you're, you know, angry. I'm sorry you're hurt by this, and I'm sorry it's not going to happen today. And no, you can't talk that way to me because that that's harmful. So you go to your room. And stay there until I come, or unless they're full of computers and, you know, or, right. but like you just go outside and just hang out. For go a while. to the least fun room in the yeah, house. Yeah, go to the least fun. <laughs> yeah, I say, and, and you know which one that is. Go there. No. But I mean, that, that you say, you know, you need to sit here yeah. because I'm not doing this with you. Because, see, separation is very powerful because of love. And so you're not separating, like, you, like one thing you never do. You never express to your children that you're disappointed in them, ever. Because what you're saying, when you say that you're disappointed in a child, you're saying it's like you no longer have an appointment. Like your appointment is being removed, which means if you knock on my office door, you know, so-and-so's here. It's like, no, don't have an appointment with him. In other words, you're writing the child off with, with a thing called disappointment. And so God's never disappointed in us. It's like he's not even surprised. Mm-hmm. So, but but separation is is saying you go over there. I'm not going to be with you right now because you're being harmful. It's a boundary. Mm-hmm. And so, what they're learning is to be with my dad requires that I truly be my true self, not I have to act a certain way or else. So, the word behave means two things in in the world of control. It means to act a certain way so that you can get results. Well, that works in the world of transaction and manipulation. It's not a bad thing. But in real relationship, behave means to have your being. Have be. That's what the word actually comes from. It means be who you're made to be. So you want the truth from your children, but the truth that your son was bringing wasn't really the truth. He was acting out to avoid saying that he was hurt and he was scared. So as long as you're going to use your feelings harmfully by, you know, try to hide them, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this with you. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And he wants you there. So he will get ready. Even with a child who's just, you know, born with that amazing will of stubbornness. 
which mm-hmm. means they're being prepared to be a Navy SEAL or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that the, even that child uh, hungers to be with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you do want to raise them to keep how God made them, but also to keep heart in the midst of that. So mm-hmm. you're always looking for the truth with the child. And the guardrails, by separating from the child, believe it or not, will actually bring them back to you. But you've got to go back and get them. You don't just wait always for them to come back to you. Yeah. You know? So yeah. does that yeah. make sense? So guardrails. You feeling your feelings, being truthful, but setting boundaries with them because they're incapable of setting boundaries for themselves. Mm-hmm. Except to, to, to name that what they're feeling. Yeah. What they don't like. Right. But they're unable to know how life works and to say, okay, this is dangerous. I don't need to go there. You've got to give that to them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like Simba and Lion King. Don't go there. Mm. And then uh, Mufasa came and said, you went there. Yeah. And it's like, and he said, don't you see, don't you see you almost got killed. So consequences in life help too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to happen. But Mufasa went really quickly in the Lion King movie from, I'm angry with you. I was scared. You could have been harmed and you have a destiny in front of you. And then the, Simba was like, so kind of, you don't love me anymore? And Mufasa, and I'll always love you. And they begin to play and jump and run. It's like I got in trouble for something that was going to harm me, but my dad will never stop loving me. He's not disappointed in me, but he was angry with me. So feelings aren't results that lead to abandonment. Mm. Feelings are expressions that keep us connected, even mm. if our feelings are different. Yeah. That's a lot, but I mean, it's like still, still, it's all about feel your feelings, tell the truth, and give it to the process, even with your children. But you have to set the boundaries with them and and get the wisdom of other adults because your children can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, adults can, grown ups can. The disappointing thing is, um, that's disappointing to hear because I've <laughs> definitely said that before. <laughs> and welcome even to, as I was saying it, I'm, I'm thinking. Is this okay that I'm saying this? <laughs> I was really disappointed. What about, let me just ask you, what about saying like the way your behavior really disappointed me? Yeah, what you did. What you did. What you really did. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad about and I'm angry about. But what you did disappointed me makes, makes them responsible for your love for them, uh-huh. which means them making you love them. Their love for them has to always be guaranteed. The word disappointment is 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 it needs to be strike struck off. Throw it out. It's got to be. It's yeah. got to be get off. John's yeah. been fighting for it for years. So I'm sorry to hear. Finally, <laughs> that for you, I have an ally in this fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that is that is powerful. You you said something that just again uh, uh, reiterates so many times what John and I would say. Probably gets probably is like one of the most. And I said this last time you're here, but just the idea we got to do our own work so the kids. Yeah. But I mean, again, boundaries, like we have to understand boundaries as a yeah. parent so our kids can understand them. And yeah. I think that's a hard one. You know, yeah. it's hard yeah. to know how to do that. And yeah. especially with kids, because I feel like you're either going to swing really hard toward, I need to be all access to my kids all yes. the time. And right. that's why I'm here is they need me. Yeah. I need to be mm-hmm. dad. Yeah. There, be- some 1950s dads <laughs> are not bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. And the, those 1950s dads pretty much, they didn't play with their kids at all. Yeah. 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 You know, they came home, read the paper, hey, yeah. you kids, how was your day? Kind of, so some, some of that <laughs> self care uh-huh. uh, that they took as sort of like a, an assumption 
needs to be part of our lives too. Mm. But w- but we want to raise our children to trust authority. Hmm. And uh, authority really means like author, an author, someone who has words. We want them to listen to our words so they can have a good life. Hmm. And the word listen, believe it or not, is is the root of the word obey. The word obey really means to listen, literally Latin, to listen. And Shema, obedience in the Old Testament, means to listen. And what a child is listening for is love and listening for life-giving things. So when a child trusts that the author, the word giver, is seeking their good, then they will listen for those words and take them in and do them. Mm. In other words, obedience comes from healthy authority, <clears throat> which seeks the good of the other. And that's what yeah. your children are yeah. always believing you're seeking their good. So when you say, I'm disappointed in you, it's like, I must be bad because my dad seeks my good. Mm. Yeah. And so when we're yeah. saying we're disappointed, the truth is we're seeking our own control rather than their good. Yeah, John. Because yeah. we're threatening them. So. I've done it. I'm disappointed I've done it. in myself. I'm, I'm disappointed in me too, and I'm disappointed <laughs> in Dave too. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, so speaking so, of unfinished business, I mean, like Dave said, uh, it is definitely the number one thing that I have learned in doing this podcast is how connected there's a one to one ratio of our own stories as parents and unfinished uh-huh. business from our lives that spill right out onto what we project and, you know, how we ultimately wound our kids. And in in the book, you talked about these five questions to ask yourself uh, to kind of get the root of your unfinished business. And I thought it would be a great thing for the listeners to hear just kind of like this practical exercise to put into place you know, to kind of help start some of that work. Can you talk a little bit about that? What are the fives? What are they? So number one is... That's been a long time. <laughs> I know. I was going to be impressed if you could just... I like that he set you up, though. He's like, let's see if he's still got that. Yeah, okay, like, John, you're going to say them, you're right? Like, yeah, you're, totally. One. No, number uh, one. Love uh, the Lord <laughs> with all and your your wife, wife and, and heart and kid. Uh, no, the first one was write down... The 10 most painful, shameful life events. Yeah, so that's you stepping into your own things that you spend your life not having to feel about. Right. Yeah, right. so things, there are things you couldn't control, mm. things that happen to you that render you helpless, uh, regrets and uh, 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 risks that you took that failed. So it's in the territory of like, Ugh, I really wish this hadn't happened. And a, a great example of unfinished business I grew up uh, where it basically coaches seemed to find me and want to turn me into somebody I wasn't. Mm. And no matter what I did, I never was what they were looking for. So coaches were horrifying to me. Mm. And, and the way to endure them was to, to take it, keep your mouth shut, say nothing, not be bothered by anything, have no feelings about it, and just keep on going, mm. keep on trying. My my eight year olds pitching, uh, nine year olds pitching. Uh, he he was a really good baseball player even at nine. He he'd been competing against these other teams. This is nine year old kids, 
And this other team, whose other players weren't on his team from the summer, this was fall ball, they started screaming at him while he was on the mound. And then the parents started supporting mm-hmm. the kids screaming, and the parents were screaming at my son. So I go out. I'm co- assistant coaching. So I go out, and he's got tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. I stop. Hold it, Blue. I go out, and I say, hey, do you want to do this? Talking to my son. Do you want to do this? I'm giving him the option instead of doing what I needed to have done. He said, yes. Like, I want to play baseball. I want to pitch. Of course he wanted to do it. So I gave him a setup question that was going to relieve me. And I said, well, just act like you don't hear a thing over there. Don't let them get to you. I handed him the methods of survival that I had used mm. by when I was being abused by some pretty sick coaches back then. Like I held a, a aluminum bat up in a lightning storm one time because – they said, you're so stupid, you do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm so stupid, I'll do it because I don't care. Because there were, there were 14 of us on the team. There were 88 that went out, and there were only 14 of us left. And it was like, i, I got to get my daddy's love, so I can't leave anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I'll do whatever y'all say. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm clumsy, you know, stupid and 14, but here mm-hmm. I am. And so <laughs> I'll go out, and, and so I said, and, you know, kind of like, okay, well, you know, good luck. I'll see you. And I go back to the dugout. I I literally, my unfinished business of not dealing with the anger, the hurt, and the, getting my voice back kept me from even seeing I needed to have stopped the game, walked out, told all the boys to come off the field, go get, go get in the dugout, and then gone over to the coach and said, you have a problem, and mm-hmm. this needs to stop. This game's over. I'm out. We're done. Mm-hmm. But instead, I had to go to the whole team. Thankfully, I could because I knew enough to go, what have I just done? The next day, I go to the team and say, I need you to forgive me. Mm-hmm. What I did was wrong. And, of course, they dealt with my son, too. It's like, I was wrong. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. But I left him in the lurch. That's unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't sit down with and deal with what we're trying to protect ourselves from, we will hand our children self-protective mechanisms that will actually isolate them the way I isolated myself. Right. I mean, pretty soon after that, I got to the point where it's like nobody's getting to me. No matter what it takes, no one will ever get to me. Mm-hmm. I will die before you get to me. Mm-hmm. So I will show you nothing. And then I got my teeth knocked out and uh, uh, two years later, and uh, a guy uh, handed me one of my teeth. I put it back in my mouth and was trying to stay in at practice. You know, it's just stupid. Man. Like, but it's just crazy stuff. Wow. So hey, that's what you unfinished. Finish what you start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That tooth looks amazing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's brown, but it is there. You, you keep popping it back in. Yeah, yeah it's just like just pop it back in. But I mean, that's the kind of yeah. That's number one. It's like yeah. you know this. That's sad stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and I remember in in writing number one you said a lot of people you know once you get to number five you'll start uh sort of editing yourself mm-hmm. uh, you'll yep. you'll start saying ah, that doesn't really need to be in there because yep. that didn't really hurt that shouldn't count yep. and stuff so listener beware uh number two is how did each of those events affect you three what vows did i make about those mm-hmm. events four uh, what have what have I had to do to maintain those vows? And five, how do those vows, or how has that affected me and others? Yes, and yeah. and all five of those are forms of how we slowly isolated our hearts 
from being available to relationship mm -hmm. with others in God. And so, so if anybody gets close to that territory that we're protecting, we'll have a tendency to react. Mm -hmm. We'll go to our heads. We'll turn the tables. We'll blame. We'll manipulate. We'll, you know, we'll obfuscate. We'll rationalize, intellectualize. We use body, mind, body, and spirit to avoid fessing up, which yeah. is admitting I'm human. Yeah. So those five things are because w once people lose heart, lose the language of the heart, even your doctor friend, once he loses it through the ignorant people around him, not teaching him, once we lose it on some level, we end up making a vow to not be vulnerable. And so all the things we do to keep that vow become our future sin, mm -hmm. the ways we harm others and ourselves in so many ways. And I harmed my son that day. I harmed him by being unable to take ownership of myself yeah, because of the vow. You won't get to me? Well, guess what? They didn't. And they, well, you didn't get to me, son, you'll own it. Mm. You deal with it. So, mm. and it's something. Which again, hopefully if we're doing those things, we know enough. Like you did, even though it took you a day, you still got there. Yep. You went, oh yep. boy. Oh, yep. I see what I did there. Yeah. And maintaining sensitivity, which is goes against, uh, it, it's, it's the access into creativity for the artist. Mm. But an artist is somebody whose hands, head, and heart are involved in life, mm. right? Mm. So sensitivity is the doorway to creativity, mm. right? So staying sensitive to your heart allows you to create that which hasn't been done before, allows you to create a new generation of direction, allows you to be sensitive to or be available to the spirit of change, I mean, all those kinds of things. So insensitivity, which we think of as strength, is actually our great weakness. I mean, it's, it's so full of paradox that... I wish mm -hmm. you could have said this to my seventh grade basketball coach. Keep going. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, now <laughs> I'm sensitive coach? Look yeah. at my career. So yeah. Keep going. Yeah. You keep going. But, 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 but sensitivity is, is not, not weakness. In fact, the Navy SEALs thrive because of sensitivity. We think of, we, you often think of the Navy SEALs as the unfeeling pack when actually sensitivity to each other, sensitivity to each other's needs, mm -hmm. sensitivity to uh, making sure you're watching the man's back behind you, sensitivity to depending upon the other person, sensitivity to expressing where I'm weak so you can, I can be strengthened because where my weakness is is going to weaken the whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sensitivity is the paradoxical strength, just like... Mm -hmm. Just like feelings make us strong, sensitivity cre can create a greater connection, communion, and create creativity. Mm. So, I mean, we're really sick with buying into uh, the world's uh, demands rather than God's creation. Yeah. Because we're created as emotional and spiritual creatures who develop the ability to think but instead we become thinking creatures who've developed the ability to hide. Yeah. And there's a tragedy in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, watch this. I want to be sensitive to your time. See, that's because oh, I'm sensitive. Okay. We will keep you Chad I mean Chad. I just made up a name for you. Well, you was Chad earlier. It was, it was that Chad. It was that, uh, that, that anonymous guy. You to talk about that? Yeah. Whoever Chad is in my life. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. I mean, I just feel like this 
I, I, I literally look back because I want to make sure you're recording, and I almost feel like I don't care if it is because what I'm learning yeah. right now is so I know. Well, I so know. thank you, you know, thank you, thank you. You're for welcome. Who you are and the work you do. Thank you. And you know, how handsome you are and tall and strong you are. Those workouts that you don't see, I see them. And you finish you finished every sentence that you started in this interview. <laughs> you got in here. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but thank you, Jeff, once oh, again Dave for being John. with us. It is so, thank you guys. so good. And so Love helpful. me with y'all. It is a joy well, to be with you two guys. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thanks.